Do not buy or sell securities or commodities based solely on what is discussed on this program. Any mention of a security or commodity is not a recommendation to buy or sell. This episode of Investing IQ Podcast is brought to you by Trade Ideas, the best stock scanning platform available for any active traders or investors. We have used it for over two years and is by far the best platform to find opportunities in a very turbulent and tough market. You can get 15% off any subscription on Trade Ideas by using the link in the description box on Apple Podcasts and on the Anchor app. Email investingiq1 at gmail.com. Email investingiq1 at gmail.com for a 15% off code to use with the link in the description box. Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to episode two of the Investing IQ podcast. I am your host, Chris Reed, and excited to have you in today. So there were tons of topics we could go over, and what I find very difficult is narrowing it down to certain things to talk about. We're going to go over the overall market today. Uh, Today is February 7th. We're actually going to look at the intraday action, kind of some crazy action going on in the markets. We'll talk about why that is. We'll also have, we have three stock ideas to go over that came in from a listener that wants a fundamental and technical analysis of each of these three. We will go over that in just a few minutes. But before we get into that, kind of alluding to what we talked to on the episode on episode one about getting into investing, you obviously need positive cash flow in your personal finances to have excess money to invest. If you're living above your means or if you have tons of debt that you're trying to pay off, you're not going to be able to invest. It doesn't matter how well you know how to evaluate a company, but if your own balance sheet, if your own personal finances aren't allowing you to have excess money at the end of each month, you'll never be able to take advantage of being able to invest in the market. And for those that don't know, the market has averaged over 100 years plus, the market has averaged 10% rate of return. Now, some years it's up 4%, eight, down 8%, up 13%, down 25%. But it averages 10% a year, every year. So it's important to be able to get into the market. And the best time to start is right now. But you have to live below your means. You have to treat your personal finances like a business. You have to make a budget in order for that to happen. So hopefully we're all making strides to do that, becoming uh, debt-free. And we're going to switch over now to the overall market just real quickly. Very interesting day as we take a look at it. Um, if you look at the, the NASDAQ, so the, the, the symbol is QQQ, you have a pullback at a really significant area today. Uh, this was previous resistance going back to October before the significant fall. It's also resistance in November. But not only that, it's a 200 SMA moving average on the daily chart. So you have a lot of supply, a lot of resistance in this area. Uh, there's some fear coming out uh, about the China, t- China trade talks. Uh, we have about a month or a little bit less than a month until that 90-day grace period is over. So as we get closer, there should be more volatility concerns for that. But just from a technical basis, if you are a chartist, you know that 
price action below the 200 SMA means bearish sentiment. And we've come all the way up off the lows, about 60%, depending on what, which index you're looking at. And it's been rejected at that level, right at the 200 SMA on the daily chart. So that's where we are technically from a technical perspective when you're looking at the QQQ, which is the 100, uh, 100 stocks inside of uh, that ETF, which is mostly technology, and then the SPY, the SPY. Both having issues and getting rejected at the resistance level around the 200 SMA, which is a really big deal. Still in a downtrend. Also, the Dow theory has not confirmed to the upside as well for those that are Dow theorists out there. So the, the overall market is still weak. Uh, if you look at it technically, and then you'd have some pretty significant political news coming up over the next couple of weeks that we're going to have to keep in mind. Okay, I want to thank Aaron from Kentucky. has, has uh, asked about three different stocks, and what we were going to do is go through these and do a very quick fundamental and technical analysis. Um, now, we're only going to take a few minutes on each, but this is a good basis and a good way to do a quick run on what a company is valued at. So the first stock that Aaron sent in is, at, is uh, I'm sorry, we'll do a Google first. So G-O-O-G-L is the ticker symbol. And unless you live under a rock, you should know what Google is. And they're actually called Alphabet, for those that, that do not know that. But the ticker symbol is G-O-O-G-L. Google's a $762 billion company. Uh, currently sitting at, at 1098 If you're looking at a chart, if you have that pulled up, uh, management owns 1%. Return to equity is 19%. Five-year PE range is 22 to 35 and it's pretty solid numbers. Um, right now, the P.E. ratio is currently 25, and the five-year P.E. range is 22, 22 to 35. So 25 is pretty close to the bottom of that range, all right? So basically, you take five years, and you average all that out, and it's at the bottom of the range, so you're at a better value today than you were, what, a couple of weeks ago, a couple months ago. Uh, return to equity is great. It's a, that's a uh, fundamental number you need to look at and understand what that is. So return on equity, based on equity, there's return to the shareholders. 19% is good. You were looking for 15% or more. They have good cash flow. EPS growth rate is 20%. Obviously a very, very solid company. Um, so as far as a fundamental basis, they're pretty, they're cheap based on uh, their relative five-year range, as we mentioned with their price earnings. So uh, currently right now at 1097 we take a look at a chart there is a ton of support that will come in um, and try to prop this up around a thousand dollars a thousand dollars where it broke out in September of 2017 and then broke and then it had it tested thousand a couple times uh, December 7, 2017 it's like March 2017 and then retested those lows during the Christmas lows and it's popped up since then and it's pulled back and currently down this week down 1.9 percent. Uh, but fundamentally, it's at the bottom of its range as far as valuation is concerned. And you're going to be paying up for this unless we go into recession. You're not going to get this at a 8 PE or 10 PE. It's just not going to happen um, just because of how solid they are. And you can look at their sales. That's increased quarter over quarter, 31%, 32%, 33%, 39% over the last four quarters, over the last four years, or four uh, last four quarters, excuse me. Those are quarter over quarter numbers. So you're just not going to get this super cheap on, on um, a historical basis. But right now, um, 
thousand dollars is, is that, that one thousand level is a really significant support level. If that does break, if that breaks and this overall market continues to see weakness and the market comes down to retest those lows, then there could be some significant downside. But that is um, overall market risk, and not so much in this name. So that is that is Google. That's ticker symbol G O O G L. Aaron asked about another one. Apple A A P L is the ticker symbol A A P L. So again, we'll talk about look at this, the fundamentals real quick. Let's take a look at valuation. Uh, Apple is eight hundred eleven billion dollar company. Remember, this was the first Apple was the first company to hit the one trillion mark in two thousand eighteen. Obviously, pulled back pretty significantly since since then. Uh, EPS grows every single year. Uh, they had a dip from 2012 to 2013, but it's grown every year. Uh, then also dipped at 2015, 2016. Made so they're making they're making a ninety one. They made a dollar ninety one in 2018. They're projected to make a dollar forty three in 2019. So that makes their PE, the price earnings ratio, about fourteen. Their five year PE range is ten to nineteen. So fourteen is kind of in the middle, right? So kind of fairly valued on a PE basis, on its PE basis on the five-year range. Turn to equity is a huge 49%. It's a massive, massive number. That's what you want to see. Huge number. Again, over 15% is what you want to see. We're at 49% with Apple. Management owns 1%. Yeah, I didn't say what they do, but uh, again, you should be living under, you're definitely living under a rock if you don't know what Apple does. Manufactures mobile communication devices, personal computers, and portable digital music players. Great cash flow, not a whole lot of debt, an unbelievable amount of cash on hand. Um, the last two buys I had, so I do own Apple, have about a 150 average on Apple long term in a, in a Roth IRA. I do like Apple a lot. It has, it obviously has ran really hard from those lows. Uh, it's sitting at 171 right now, up 2.6% so far for this week. But again, uh, systemic risk is with the rest of the market. If the market uh, continues to be weak going into this China news, um, obviously you've seen the swings and how emotional a market can be just within a few weeks. But overall, for the most part, it's 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 right at fairly valued. It was very it was getting uh, pretty undervalued there when it was a one forties one fifties. Because you're talking about it being at like the eleven for a PE, for example, and that was um, near, near the five year range to the downside. You also look at uh, another valuation metric. There's a lot of things to look for. Pricing free cash flow, earnings yield percentage. But another one to take a look at, do some research on, it's called enterprise value EBITDA. So enterprise value to EBITDA. And the five-year average is 9.8 for Apple, and it's sitting right at 10. So it's sitting right at the average. Um, based on enterprise EBITDA, it's not, it's not super cheap. But anything 10 and below is kind of a threshold you're looking for. Obviously, it depends on the industry. Um, but overall, Apple is is still undervalued in some metrics, and it, it's bounced pretty hard from the 140s, so it's kind of popped up to this kind of mid-value range. So it's not super cheap as it was just a couple weeks ago. So support, if it does pull back, if it pulls back, if you're looking on a chart here, you're going to find a lot of support that will start to come in right around the 160 level, maybe 158, 160. And there's a gap to fill to the downside from the earnings for those that, uh, that chart and know what gaps are as well. Keep in mind. So that's on Apple, ticker symbol AAPL.
Next ticker we're looking at is Goose, G-O-S. So Aaron from Kentucky, third question. Third stock wanted to take a look at. So G-O-O-S, G-O-O-S is a $5.95 billion company, Canadian-based designer, manufacturer, and retailer of premium outerwear for men, women, and children. This IPO'd in 2017 at around, looks like $17 a share, currently $54 a share right now. EPS growth rate at 82%, PE ratio currently at 74. The five-year range, of course, doesn't have that much data, uh, but the range was 33 to 85. Turner equity is a massive 48%, which is good. Uh, debt level's not too bad either, but that return on equity is, is a great number to see at 48%. Uh, and they do make money. They do make money. So when we say make money, we mean a positive EPS, earnings per share. So that's what that means when someone says this company makes money. We're not just saying revenue. Uh, we're saying that uh, that's a positive earnings per share. So in 2018, they made 84 cents. 2019, they're going to make 95 cents is the estimate. Again, that's an estimate. And then 2020, they're saying they're going to make a dollar twenty-four. And those are analyst estimates. Those do not always come in, as uh, the estimates will say. But that's all you can kind of go on uh, to kind of get a rough fundamental value. So 2019 is the ninety-five cent estimate. So that means again, that's sitting sitting at a um, sitting at like a sixty PE. And this is not a value stock. This is obviously not a value stock. This is a growth stock uh, when you're paying up a 60, 70 PE for something like that. Um, but again, low debt, really good return on equity. Management owns 1%. Technically speaking, it hit a hit a low. A lot of growth stocks got crushed during the Christmas um, fiasco, the Christmas catastrophe, I guess you would say, um, and hit $40, which was kind of a previous breakout range. It turned, turned into support and now sitting at 54.12, so it had about a $14 bounce. As long as this holds, you know, if, if obviously with these types of growth names, you have to have a, a game plan and almost kind of be a trader in a sense as well because you just want to make sure you lock in downside risk or so you're not uh, risking so much of the downside. You know, if $50 breaks, I could see this coming back and retesting the, the $40 range again. That's going to be where the massive, massive support would come in on GOS if it came down to retest that, you know, $38, $40 level. Uh, but obviously, sales have been growing uh, like crazy. Um, this is a growth stock name. And if their sales uh, can continue to increase, you can see how uh, it was up 120, 124 uh, million sales in the second quarter of first quarter of last year. Third quarter was uh, 230 million in sales. It's kind of erratic, kind of up and down. So it's going to be very volatile. That's on GOOS. Uh, Canada Goose Holdings. All right, so thank you, Aaron, for sending in those questions on those three stocks. That's what we want to do. If you have a particular stock you want to take a look at, you can send it to investingiq1 at gmail.com. Again, that's investingiq, the number one, at gmail.com. That's it for episode two for Investing IQ. Again, let us know if you have any questions on anything. Again, highly recommend checking out Straight Ideas. Uh, the 15% off link is in the description box. And again, send us an email at investingiq1 at gmail.com with any questions. Also, you can leave a voicemail for those that are on Anchor. So look up Anchor Podcast, A-N-C-H-O-R. Leave us a voicemail and we'll put your question on the next podcast. We'll see you all in the next one.